At one time or another, we all find ourselves walking along restless shores. Feeling restless for more on the Go content in Spanish? I know I am, and I found out the best way to scratch that itch is with an Audible book from Audible. Go to the Restless Shores website at www.restless-shores.com and click on the Audible link for a 30-day free trial to Audible. You know you want to. Welcome to our program. Previously on Restless Shores, interim CEO of Luna Cosmetics, Alan Woodward, was asked to resign after a plethora of pornography was exposed on his company laptop. Today, in response to this development, we find a gathering of every member of Operation Moonshot, Lorna, Elise, Regina, Miguel, and Travis. I hereby call this Operation Moonshot meeting to order. All members are present and accounted for. I don't know if I'm really a member of this Operation Moonshot. Of course you are. You have the bracelet. Wait a minute. Is Travis running this meeting? Why? Do you want to run it, Regina? Yeah. Well, you can't. I'll run the meeting, Travis. But... This won't take long. First of all, thank you to Elise and Regina for even being here after your unspeakable loss. It's nice to have the distraction, quite frankly. Well, today's news will be a comfort, perhaps. Alan Woodward has offered his resignation as CEO of Luna Cosmetics, effective immediately. What? How? What? Congratulations are in order for everyone here. Operation Moonshot was a success. We won. I don't understand. How did this happen? Does this have something to do with the police officer Uriah brought to the office this morning? Yes. So, Alan actually was corrupt after all. Well, no. Do I even need to be here? Lorna, why don't you just tell us what happened? It seems that Alan had quite a large quantity of pornography saved on his company computer. What? Using company resources to download that type of material is, of course, against company policy. So Uriah asked for Alan's resignation, which he received. I just can't believe Alan was downloading pornography. Well, he wasn't. Lorna, can you please just tell us what happened? Actually, it was Travis who brought this all about. Travis? I'll let him tell it. Thanks, Lorna. You see, I just so happened to get on Alan's laptop while he was at lunch because there was a new episode of my favorite anime being released on Crunchyroll. So you downloaded the porn? No. Well, not exactly. Just let him tell it. You're doing fine, Travis. Alan had left his outlook open, you see, and I just so happened to notice an urgent message from a Nigerian prince in his inbox. Oh! Why am I even here? I couldn't help myself. It just seems so interesting. I mean, why would a Nigerian prince be emailing Alan? I thought maybe it was some sort of spy thing. I thought maybe even it could help Operation Moonshot somehow. So you opened it? Sure I opened it. Wouldn't you open it? Uh... Well, as it turns out, this prince had been overseeing some oil explorations in the sub-Sahara region. 
resulting in cash reserves in excess of $150 million. You don't say. Do I really have to be here? The problem this prince was having, though, was that certain regulations of the Nigerian government made it impossible for him to move these funds around, or even withdraw them. They were just sitting in an account, just sitting there, and this prince guy couldn't touch them. Nobody could. Oh, brother. All he needed, this prince I mean, all he needed was for a non-Nigerian citizen, you know, like me, to approve transfer to a U.S. account, and that person would receive 10% of the funds. That's $15 million. Travis, you didn't. Sure I did. With $15 million, I could buy Lorna a whole new Luna Cosmetics company. That's very sweet, Travis. But as soon as I clicked on the link in the email, all those awful pictures starting pop up. I don't know. Maybe I clicked on the wrong thing. In any case, I guess I kind of panicked. I exited out of everything I could, and I just shut the laptop down. And that's when Alan got back from lunch. Oh, Travis. Wow, your idiocy actually saved the day. Be nice, Regina. All right, all right. Sorry, Travis. I've called an emergency meeting of the Luna Cosmetics Board to request reinstatement as CEO in an advisory capacity with Elise Geltz overseeing day-to-day operations and Travis serving as Chief Operating Officer. Chief Operating Officer? Uriah has indicated to me that he will support this proposal, or at least not stand in the way, given the fiasco his pick turned out to be. I can't believe it! We did it! Travis did it. Hooray for Travis! Thank you all for your hard work in this endeavor. This has been a a trying time, and your support has meant the world to me. I'd do anything for you, Lorna. You know that, right? Thank you, Elise. And while I would love to extend this celebration, I must get to the courthouse. Hey, me too. There's a motion to dismiss the charges against Milton, and I want to be there to support him. I told Rhonda I'd meet her there. She's terrified Milton's going to get out. And I'm terrified he won't. Well, either way, can I get a ride with you? A short time later, at the Gamote Point Courthouse, a crowd has gathered to witness the motion to dismiss the charges against Governor Roop. Seated in the front row, Miguel Rios, Rhonda Roop, Uriah Roop, and Lorna Rios. First to speak in this proceeding is the governor's attorney. Your Honor, if it please the court, it has become painfully obvious to anyone who's been paying the slightest attention to this case that the crimes for which my client has been accused were all committed by the exact same man, the state's star witness, Arthur Clint, who is currently nowhere to be found. I vehemently protest defense counsel's characterization of these facts, Your Honor. You'll get your chance for vehemence, ADA Fry. For now, I'll ask you to please hush. Thank you, Your Honor. Let's consider the charges one by one. The attempted murder of Miguel Rios, the only witness to that crime, besides the victim himself, is a decorated police officer who will testify that it was Arthur Clint committing the act. 
an act commissioned by the defendant. There is no evidence of that, Your Honor. Literally zero. It's not zero. We have a sworn affidavit signed by Arthur Clint. Completely useless, Your Honor, if I'm not afforded the opportunity to cross-examine the accuser. If a witness is unavailable to testify at trial, his or her affidavit may still be admitted into evidence. There is ample precedent for this, Your Honor. He's not unavailable, Your Honor. He's missing, presumed lying on a beach in a country without an extradition treaty. Your Honor, please. All right, that's enough. What else do you have, ADA Fry? There's the embezzlement, Your Honor. The defendant had a shell company in the Cayman Islands draining money from root pharmaceutical coffers. Another crime committed by Arthur Clint. The money was transferred directly into the defendant's personal account. Again, this was all done by Arthur Clint. Even the ADA acknowledges this. And again, this was done at the behest of the defendant. What evidence do you have of that? Another sworn affidavit signed by Mr. Clint. Another affidavit. Your Honor, this is ridiculous. Will these affidavits be taking the stand? Why would Arthur Clint go through all the trouble of embezzling that money only to hand every last penny over to the defendant? I don't know. We could ask him if only he were here. Let me raise the obvious question. If the defendant knew nothing of these activities as he claims, why didn't he raise a ruckus when these mysterious deposits showed up in his account? Your Honor, you and I may go over our own personal bank statements with a fine-tooth comb, but Governor Roop is a multi-billionaire. The truth is, he never even noticed these deposits. Your Honor, please, that strains credulity. Bottom line, every defendant has the right to confront his accuser. Governor Roop's accuser is MIA, and without him, there is simply no evidence to be found, none. We have other evidence, Your Honor. Evidence that can be verified or substantiated by someone other than Arthur Clint? Well, I thought as much. Motion to dismiss all charges is granted. The defendant is free to go. This court is adjourned. Congratulations, Milton. Thank you, Lorna. Once again, you somehow managed to land on your feet. You should never for a moment have doubted that I would, Rhonda. So what happens now? What do you mean, what happens now? I mean, do we go back to our previous arrangement? You with Lorna and me with Miguel? That arrangement is no longer... viable. Milton, please. I'm glad you're all here, actually, because I want you all to know that I consider none of you, none of you, to be my true family. Not anymore. Miguel, you're my own flesh and blood, literally. But even you I must disown for your wanton betrayal with my wife. Come on, Grandfather. You're not being fair. Don't call me that, Uriah. I am not your grandfather, as I suspect you already know. Everyone else seems to. You're not being fair. You yourself... Fair? Each of you has betrayed me. Each of you. There's an old saying, I forgive, but I don't forget. That applies here, I think. Except I don't forgive. What about all the times you've betrayed each of us? You've lied, you've cheated, you've thought only of yourself, over and over and over again. If you lie down with the devil, you can't be surprised if you get burned. Is that what you are? The devil? That's right, Rhonda, dear. And you must never forget, the devil always gets his revenge.
What will Milton Roop do now that he's free? What form will his promised revenge take? Is Luna Cosmetics truly back in Lorna's hands? Tune in next time to Restless Shores. If you enjoyed today's program, please take a moment to leave a review. This episode of Restless Shores was written by Greg Tulinen and Drew Massey and directed by Tom Hinton. Travis was played by Kyle Nannan. Miguel Rios was played by Aaron Sanchez. Regina Miranda was played by Julie Poulin. Lorna Rios was played by Sally Kent. Elise Geltz was played by Emily Groats. Milton Roop's attorney was played by Nick Gordon. Jordan Fry was played by Liam Kent. Judge Benbrook was played by Tom Hinton. Milton Roop was played by Zach Hogkamp. Rhonda Roop was played by Denise Shannon. Uriah Roop was played by Nathan Austin. I'm Chris Newcomb. Restless Shores is a production of New Meadows Media and is intended for the non-commercial use of listeners. All rights reserved. Until next time, stay restless.